I like how they always have the theatrics going on in those bad boys. <laughs> Murder Inc. Come and, on, dude. How funny is that? That that was like. Is that with Ashanti? Who is that with? Yeah, that's a shot. It was a shanty. Okay, I had a feeling uh, he he had a few gems with various ladies back in the day. I I thought Ja Rule did it right, man. He's like, I'm not gonna, I don't really have it to do my own thing, it, really. You know, I'm no DMX. I'm kind of like DMX light, so I'm just gonna <coughs> kind of saddle up to these hot babes and kind of tag back and forth <laughs> lyric for lyric with them. <laughs> <laughs> the audacity to think that you could sing, though. I mean, those lips, those eyes. Dude, it works, though. It, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's weird. How, like, no other guy was doing that back then, right? <laughs> With that level of success? Like, how did he make that work so well? I mean, he's not even trying it. Those eyes. Oh, and he's so high. Like, when you're watching him, like, that dude is higher than me. <laughs> And Murder, Inc., you can't even murder a fly, dude. Get out of here. He's a tiny fella. There's no doubt about it, dude. Uh, Get out of here. Nobody's believed Murder, Murder Inc. (laughs) Yeah, man. Those lips. (laughs) Those eyes. (laughs) You know, I got to say, your your jaw rule is on point. (laughs) I can't believe it. (laughs) Those hips. Those eyes. But he just nailed it. For some reason, he was able to uh, have the right. It's because he was the first. Nobody could ever do it again. You know what I mean? Because now, if you try to do that, you're just trying to be Jay Z. You're you're ripping off Ja Rule, man. Yeah. Because even like Exhibit kind of did it, but he had his own style. You know what I mean? There was a few of those guys that did it, but they all did it their own way. (laughs) So while we were listening to it, I wrote down Ludacris. uh, Because. Yeah. Well, I thought Luda did his own thing. He, he was hilarious. He really kind of rested on the, like the the comedy with his hip hop. Uh, you know, it was kind of goofball. But then also he all he had the, I'm bringing in this babe and we're gonna go back and forth a little bit here. But he had a better voice than Ja Rule. Way better. And by, <laughs> way better. And the reason I wrote down Ludacris is because I found out that Ludacris was announced recently as a surprise or one of the newest entries to the main stage over at the Electric Forest Music Festival in Michigan, which I found to be absolutely hilarious. That Ludacris is back to touring, man. Could you imagine going and see some Ludacris? It's kind of it's too old, huh? I don't know. Is he? Yeah, that's too old, man. They're all too old. for these old no, rappers, all... right? Like, just... Well, you know, why Why is it all right for, like, Mick Jagger and company to be out there at 82, you know? And uh, it's weird to have the rapper out well, there. Because 50. Mick Jagger was just singing about rock and roll all night long, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, he just, he wasn't singing about, you know, life on the streets and oh, no, he does st- out. Street fighting, man. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Mick Jagger's dude. a street fighting man, man. Dude, this is hilarious, dude. I would have <laughs> never thought this about Ludacris. Actual name, Christopher Brian Bridges. Oh, he's from suburbia, no doubt. Dude, born 9-11. Whoa. 
September 11, 1977. So he's only 46. I think he's Frank's age, actually. Wow. Uh, Champagne, Illinois. Hey, is, uh, all right, an Illinois brother. Yeah. yeah. Cool, so. I guess. Yeah, well, uh, 9-11, I know a guy out here, an older gentleman. I, I didn't know he was uh, Richard Pryor's cousin. They're all related. Everybody who's all the, famous. All the black people from that time. I'm not trying to be racist here, but they're all. Dude, he's related to Richard Pryor and Monica. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> Everybody famous, regardless, I believe, has one connection or another somewhere in there. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's crazy. He went to Oak Park River Forest High School. That's wow, man. I literally, yeah. I, live like, I live like 15 minutes away from there. That's pretty crazy. wild stuff. Oh, you, you're in Luda land over there. It is pretty crazy. <laughs> Georgia State University. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, so he, this guy become a fucking gangster rap guy. Well, he was probably in theater and, you know, a musician. And then he probably found the right people. And they said, you know what? We're going to make your image a little bit more, you know, thug. <laughs> right? No, he studied uh, music management at Georgia State. Yeah, he's a smart dude. I mean, he's an actor. He's in all of the, uh, what, what are they, the Fast and Furious Fast movies? And Furious. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's, like, that's like 15, 20 years of having a paycheck. Yeah. Oh, he made way more money as an actor than he ever did as a rapper. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I bet you just going on tour a little bit, playing some, he's probably just having some fun. Maybe he's even just doing the Electric Forest uh, gig for like a one-off, uh, you know, let's have a good time. Yeah. Mm. Also, we are in the midst of the supposed 50-year anniversary of hip-hop. Yeah, that's bullshit. Nobody really knows, like, the... I know. It started. I know. That's what's so funny about it. But they they're, they got their anniversary. What's the rock anniversary? Is there, a, is there a year where we're like, this is when rock and roll started? I don't know. No, because... We, well, it would be the day we stole it. Well, I think rock and roll probably started with, um, you know, the Chuck Berry, right? That would be my <laughs> guess. Maybe the beginning. Because then everyone sources yeah. him, you know, and then you get the Beatles and you get the CIA and the MI6 and Acid and the, the Dead, and now we're all brainwashed zombie uh, hippies. Dude, I'm sorry, man. I, I was just reading. I, this the is crazy. I forgot all about this. This is about to be a mind fuck for you. I'm very excited for this one. Back in 2002. All right. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly called for a boycott of Pepsi products because they hired Ludacris. Wow. <laughs> this is awesome, man. Dude, you the hand- next day, <laughs> Pepsi fired Ludacris. All right. And then uh, Russell Simmons and all these people like threatened to boycott. So then Boycott donated $3 million to Ludacris' foundation. Dude, that is in- so insane. Republicans and conservatives alike, they-, they haven't changed their ways. They've been doing this boycott shit for a long time. Hmm. I, I like vaguely remember this. Remember the Tom Green show? 
Oh, I love the Tom Green show. I don't remember when they were <laughs> mocking this one, though. Apparently, Ludacris was on there, and they launched a whole bunch of uh, Bill O'Reilly's books into a dumpster. <laughs> oh, wow. With a homemade catapult. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, dude, that is crazy, though. Think about it in 2002, how fucking marshmallow was our world that the, the Republicans were like, oh, my God. They hired Ludacris. Now it's Dylan Mulvaney. I know. I was just thinking, too, about this is right off the time when we had to get our CDs with the little labels, the parental labels. Yeah, Tipper Gore, dude. That's a Tipper Gore for you. Yeah, the Democrats once again. No, I thought it wasn't no evangelicals uh, with the, um, wasn't religious. It was Tipper Gore. I thought that was Gore's wife that was the one that was like uh, the... Maybe the explicit lyrics. I can't remember honestly. I was too young to understand why uh, all these old adult squares were putting these labels on these CDs. And I do remember people hating on the Eminem specifically uh, because he was using words about the gays. I think I can't remember. <laughs> what yeah, it was Tipper Gore. She was the one that led the for the parental warning labors. Wow, Tipper Gore. Gore, yeah. All right. Yeah, the Gores, man, they're no good. It's a good thing they didn't win that presidency. <laughs> We'd all be eating bug burgers and driving electric cars and listening to you know, Christian rock right now. No, no, that would have a warning, too. It would just be uh, oh, you're Sam right. Smith. Sam Smith, you're right. Yeah, no, it would have and to Madonna be... Madonna all day. Just nonstop devil worshiping. Sorry, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and we'd all be training. I listened to Sam Smith the other day, and I got to tell you, man, it's just, what a disappointment. And I'm, I'm going to tell you why. He, he, like, he used to sing songs that like even now I could listen to. And as a straight man, it just kind of like, it, it made me reflect on relationships and stuff that I've had. You know what I mean? And he kind of expresses things that like maybe I have felt but just never been able to express. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And it's almost like that's why your songs were good. That's why I could listen to some of your old songs and be like, wow, this guy was actually a very talented artist, actually. You know what I mean? And, and fuck you, because you just totally let, let down guys like me. Man, we need guys like you, Sam Smith, to be out there kind of making those songs, you know? Well, that's why we needed guys like Freddie Mercury in the 70s singing about fat bottom girls, man. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I know you love the fat bottom dudes, but you're singing for me for fat bottom girls, and I thank you, Freddie Mercury. Like, thank you for this anthem. Like, th this is wonderful. Not, not just fat bottom girls, but there's a couple other songs, like Find, find Somebody to Love. I, you know I, I, like, mean, like, I like fat bottom girls. <laughs> I, I get where you're going with it, but you know. It rocks. It, I'm just saying, it rocks, that's a great, man. Freddie Mercury is great. He sang these songs that are like, wow, man. Yeah, I, I wish I could express those feelings, you know? We all got them, but we just can't express them, you know? And that's why it's up to you gay dudes with good voices and everything to, to do that. And then Sam Smith, you just, you know, you sold out everybody, you know, to just be this. I don't even know what you sold it out for, you know? Sam Smith, you could have written the fat bottom girls of our days, but you yes. failed us. Instead, you wrote that yes. weird... King Tut sounding non King Tut song where you're talking about all the satanic stuff with the trannies. <sighs> Nobody liked that. <laughs>
I was listening to came on that other day that uh that I'm not the only one song. Uh are you talking about the Sam Smith? Yeah, it's a great song. All right. It's a great song. He's got the chops, yeah. you know. You know, he should team up with Lizzo and they should like class it up together. Put on like a suit and a nice dress and do like a a classy jazz album, right? Uh, fuck jazz. I knew you were going to say that. Have you noticed that's like making a comeback? I don't know where this is coming from, but I've had like four f- tell me now like about some <laughs> jazz that they listen to. Hey, man, you want to go to a jazz club with me? Oh, yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> Personally, I love jazz. I've listened to it for a long time. It's oh, enjoyable. It. You know? He's out. He's out. I mostly, uh, you know, uh, quick, uh, pass me that croissant. Thank you. Um <laughs> Jazz is a, it's a good time. I think it's a great way to unwind and uh, let your mind flow free with the music. And, you know, I like classical music, too. Now, I, I rarely listen to the regular stuff. I told you when you were out here and we had to cruise around and you were exposed to the world uh, when I'm driving. You know, it's nothing but the pop music and everything mainstream and, uh, you know... It, it's nice to dip away from that and go way old school. You also know that I've been on an analog kick as of late, and so I do love music that is, let's say, analog, uh, you know, less digitized, less sound effects. So the best way to get some of that is you go to the uh, older stuff, right? You do the jazz and the classical music. Fuck jazz, dude. <laughs> Oh, fuck. fuck yeah, that was like the one that just. <laughs> I'll give it to you. I mean, like, even though you're it's my brother, like, just the fact that you talked about jazz, I like you a little less. Yeah, just, I understand. It's, it's yeah. gonna take you a while to regain that. That's. I'm not that guy pack, though that you know? puts the jazz on, does the snapping of the fingers, and starts telling you like, "No, you gotta listen to the, you know, underneath the beat, you know, like <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the stuff between the beats." That's really <laughs> you gotta get, you gotta get inside the rhythm, my man. You know, no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not jiving like that. Right? No. But if you want to hear me jive, check out the new app Jive, where uh, all, all the brothers are at. <laughs> I forgot about jive. Don't forget about Jive, people. Call back. Yeah. What was that gay one split? The black one? <laughs> we'll go with split. I think it was spill. <laughs> you know, spill. Everyone's spilling, dude. You haven't been on spill? <laughs> Spilt milk. <laughs> yeah, man. Everyone is on spill. Spill. Yeah, that's where I heard about uh, Kelsey Grammer, actually. Being on uh, Kelsey Grammer, he's Frasier, man. You know he's got the new show coming out? Oh, they're doing another Frasier, right? Yeah, they got the new Frasier, and he was on a BBC uh, program, and they were interviewing him, and he, he like, got, like, asked about his support for Trump, and he's like, yeah, I still support Trump, and then they're like, okay, well, uh, we got to end the interview here now, and uh, well, thanks for joining <laughs> us, Kelsey. <laughs> Awesome. Can't uh, you can't talk about Trump, uh, dude? Aren't you excited for Frasier? No, I hated it in the nineties. That's why I can't believe they're doing another Frasier. I didn't know anyone that actually watched Frasier when it was on in real time. No, it was such a dumb show. It was. It on- was a filler. 
Yes, I was about to say, was there like somewhere between like Seinfeld and Mad About You or something like that? It was <laughs> somewhere in there. No, it was like that like nine o'clock. It was like between the news and then when all the like adult shows started <laughs> at ten o'clock. You know? <laughs> I can't put it in my head when Fraser would be on actually nationally but all i recall is nobody watched it nobody talked about it and here we are no new seinfeld well we got fraser no yeah that's crazy i don't know why they keep coming they're they're like trying to bring back all these shows they're not working they're gonna bring back seinfeld i'm telling you there's gonna be something it's gonna be on a streaming service probably paramount i think that is what uh nbc they need to bring back sliders Man, Sliders was so good. So good, yeah. You could easily remake that. Nobody would need to know anything about the previous iteration, and it could be one of the best shows uh, of today. Well, the best part is now you enter multiverses where you could run into Thor. Oh, the lesbian, the lesbian moms from <laughs> Doctor Strange. Oh. Yeah, now you just have the lesbian universes. It's crazy. <laughs> smells like fish. Right, you, love. you get. <laughs> I was going to say, you get there towards the end of the uh, lifespan of these people, and there's no children, right? It's just a bunch of lesbians. And then, uh, <laughs> it's just... Oh, yeah. Well, it's an alternate universe, so... Oh, yeah, right. Where they just keep reproducing, like, um, those dinosaurs. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. From Jurassic Park. Chaos Theory. Life always finds a way. Yeah, I was waiting for it, man. <laughs> give, me, give me a good Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I don't know why, but that anytime Jurassic Park, the OG, anytime that movie's on, I end up watching it. That is such a great movie. I was I the other night we were on the couch and Emma was dozing. I grabbed the remote, I flipped the channel, and it landed on Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Wow. Like right at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, and I I rocked all the way through it, man. It was, it was a ride. That, wait, is that the one where he's in? Which one's that one in the beginning? He's in your favorite country, Bakhmut. I'm sorry, uh, Baghdadi. <laughs> is it India? I still don't know what it is. Barat. <laughs> Barat. Um, I think it's India's. I, you know, it, he escapes on the plane. You know, he's in the Shanghai, and they escape the Chinese yeah, that's people. Where he gets the little, the short round. Short right? round, man. Yeah, he's yeah. got a short round. And uh, dude, it's such an outrageous flick, man. Like the ah, they they don't make them the same. I'm telling you. But he has the the scene that got me was when they're finally in the like palace in India or wherever, where there's clearly all this weird evil stuff going on. And um, you know, it's after the monkey head ice cream scene. And they're all right. eating the snakes yeah. and everything, and she's starving. And so he goes into a room with this like platter of like fruits. You know, and they're both just like chowing on these fruits, and um, they're throwing out all these like sexual innuendos, you know, and they're they're like flirting really aggressively, you know. And it's it's such a weird, hilarious scene, and but then all I could think about is when he bursts through the door, or like when when they're like both they go into their separate rooms because now they're arguing about who's gonna you know break first and hit on the other one, uh, you know. I was thinking how, like, if it was today, the chick would just go onto the bed and, like, start looking at Tic Tac. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And, like, the dude would go and just, like, probably look at some porn and jerk off in the bed. Oh, he's jerking yeah, off. Then, like, that was it. And then he'd go to bed, and that was the end of the scene. That's that's the modern Indiana Jones uh, scenario with these two people who are, you know, in the middle of nowhere and have all this sexual aggression. And so, I, and instead, you know, they're both pacing and this whole scenario, and they're getting ready, and it's it's hilarious, but... You know, you introduce the cell phone into this uh, moment and it's game over. That's it. That scene when he's like, uh, bad dates. He's talking about the, the fruit. That's in the first one, and <laughs> Is that the first I, one? I believe, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. And and yeah, the monkey dies from the dates that are poisoned by the assassin. Yeah, I just remember when we were in the Middle East. Anytime anything would happen, or like somebody would have diarrhea, anything. This one guy, he used to always say. Bad dates. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> there'd, be like, there'd, be like, there'd be like this giant fire, like, you know, my, you'd see it off in the distance. And, bad dates. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, uh, the Indiana Jones flick uh, starts this Temple of Doom. You know, they're escaping and they're on that plane, and then the pilots uh, jump away, and then they, you know, they don't land the plane right they they leap from it with the inflatable boat oh that's right. you know what i'm saying and they that's like right. float through the air i guess on the inflatable boat <laughs> they land like on the snow and it's you know they get to the uh, river it's it's fantastic see you stuff. pull that one that stunt off yourself there tom cruise that's right man yeah <laughs> no cgi uh <laughs> Well, watching the plane kind of, you know, just fly into the mountain got me thinking about what uh, I was seeing over the last few days about the air traffic controllers. I'm a huge fan of this. You and I have been talking about this for a while. I'm telling you right now, they're all vaxxed and or there's just nobody to work. It's a high stakes, high pressure job. And 2023 has been a year of close calls involving both pilot and controller error, including this one in Austin when a controller cleared a FedEx plane to land just as a Southwest plane was departing. Southwest aboard. FedEx is on the go. One big problem, controller fatigue. 77% of air traffic control facilities are understaffed, leading to mandatory... I wonder how 77% became understaffed this is really when i wish i had the clip from two years ago and they're like they laid off ten thousand air traffic controllers because they refused the vaccine yes (laughs) yes you know what i mean like two years ago that was every story military guys getting discharged pilots getting fired you know what i mean nurses doctors everybody was getting fired and then now it's the story i was short-staffed it's not only that they were gleeful they were filled with joy to watch these people who didn't want to take the poison lose their jobs and leave these yeah, industries. Yeah, because everybody assumed, because those assholes, they all thought, they all sat there with their smug little smiles. 
thinking these people are going to maybe be gone a week. They're going to get their shot. They're going to come back. No, the answer is we didn't come back. And I am one of these people who was unable to go back to their occupation because yeah. they needed to show their vaccine card. All right. Never forget, this affected everybody on every level. This is called the Great Reset for a reason. And I, I believe these guys are like federal, so they were under the mandate until like yesterday. And they ain't coming back, and that's the point. No, they found better jobs. That's, that, that was the, I don't know. They, you, you, they screwed it. Everybody went one of two ways during COVID, especially those who were like forced to leave their jobs, whether because the place closed or because of the mandate, whatever. Everybody either sat at home, depending on the government, or they found a new path in life. Yeah, that's it. And the people that are left that were that sat at home and those people that are coming back, you don't even fucking want them. They're lazy. <laughs> They're, they're stupid. They're not, the ones that left, they ain't coming back. And the ones that could come join aren't very good. All right? The word, <laughs> no. They're not very good people. They want to sit at home more often than be at the workplace. Oh, uh, they're just waiting for the next one. And, and, and the migrants flooding through the border, they don't want these jobs either. No. So that's, uh, that's what's going on here. I got more, though. It gets better. It gets, oh, oh, so much better. Overtime. Medical issues forced Neil Burke to retire this year. We're tired of working six days a week. We're tired of working 10 hour days. NBC News has obtained internal FAA documents first reported by the New York Times, detailing controllers' own anonymous reporting of mistakes and exhaustion. Among the entries, many employees can be observed sleeping on the job. First thing we gotta do is get rid of these snitches. <laughs> I know. <that's... laughs> yeah, you gotta get rid of those whistleblowers. The fuck? <laughs> if I had not been fatigued, I may have been able to recognize the aircraft lined up for the incorrect runway sooner. And I pray no one dies due to controller fatigue. Also included isolated cases of controllers using alcohol and illegal drugs while on position. One claimed a colleague regularly smoked marijuana on break. Another said a controller <laughs> <laughs> bragged about making big money buzzed. But with more than 10,000 certified controllers on the job, the new FAA chief says substance abuse is very rare. We monitor for drug and alcohol use very closely. We have robust reporting and we follow up on every possible lead that comes in. Still, both the FAA and controllers unions say overtime fatigue is real. You're missing your home life you're missing your kid your kids ball games and your spouse's events uh, and it does have an effect controller michelle hager left last june that is not a sustainable lifestyle to be working that hard at a job that requires so much mental focus at all times we're working every day to make sure that the, the system stays as safe as it has been for decades we're not letting down our guard and we're working that issue hard every day all right, they're working every day to get, do that. I think they're totally understaffed. There's probably not <laughs> enough people to work these. That's probably why we've had these outrageously weird uh, delays and cancellations. And, you know, there's just probably nobody to work and man these stations. It could be. The, the whole, like, drunken weed thing doesn't really bother me. I mean, 
no matter what job you do, you always have a guy at work that likes to drink a little bit. You know what I mean? Everybody knows the plumber <laughs> that, you know, has to have a couple of beers just to take that edge off in the morning. You know, no big deal. I what mean, makes you yes. think these guys are any different? I guarantee you there's surgeons that have to have a couple. You know, there's pilots. There's air traffic controllers. You know, hey, do what you got to do. Get through the day. Taking the edge off, I totally agree. You know, I, I smoking a little weed, I don't see a big deal with that either. And uh, that was probably my favorite part of the entire uh, report, honestly. Like, you know, they're, they're getting high, at least they're somewhat satisfied from time to time. <laughs> it's probably a good thing for us. I mean, that was the least, my least of my worries is the guy smoking weed at lunch. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? In fact, they should be passing out more doobies for the lunch break to keep these people happy since they're on the 10-hour <laughs> uh, six-day. Buds, not booze? Hell, I'm <laughs> done with that because booze are a little scarier than weed. You're a little more subdued and you know maybe even focused. I mean, think about gamers, right? You, know, you smoke a little weed, you can just focus in on the game for you know, hours. Well, the thing is, you get too drunk at work, like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're fucking up. You know what I mean? But you ever accidentally got too high at work? You smoke a little too much at lunch? You're doing your job so perfect because you're so paranoid and afraid that people are going to notice that you're high. <laughs> <laughs> you're almost too good, right? Too good. <laughs> you called in and I'm like, we think you're high. You're doing your job too good there. Oh, you should see the way I silicone toilets when I'm high. <laughs> Immaculate. <laughs> Oh, man, but either <clears throat> either way, <clears throat> this one was drawn to me because, again, we were really big on this last year when this was a huge issue because they were celebratory in getting rid of all these people, and now, all of a sudden, <laughs> we got no people to work. What's going on here? Where did everybody go? And the people you have now are experiencing problems, most likely from the vaccine. Probably heart attacks that's, and strokes. I know. imagine some of that uh, palsy action or whatever that uh, Justin Bieber have. Uh, Bieber. Justin Bieber's got going on there <laughs> with the half face. Justin, Justin Bieber's the porn actor. That's <laughs> yeah. Although he's called Just, just the Beaver. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Justin with a Beaver. <laughs> Oh, What's man. up with these tranny athletes? All right. I was. <laughs> you know that's going to draw my attention when you got AOC and tranny athletes. I got to know. Well, you know, it's rare I'm able to get some fresh uh, cuts here on the show right almost at the last minute. And I did today. This is a gem. This is AOC. She's talking about uh, the lady fellas, right? The, the competing against the other ladies. And. What kind of goes on there? She's interviewing this lady, or not interviewing, she's uh, doing the congressional chatting up with this uh, gal about the inspections that go on and, you know, all that nonsense. But AOC's really fired up, and uh, she's talking about trainee rights. And she's, oh, she's for the trainee athletes, not for the women. <laughs> well, this is why I, this is why I have the clip. I'm going to leave it up to you to decide what she's talking about here because when it comes to all this weird language, she's got me lost at this point. We're here today because there's a proposal here, and there are several proposals here, uh, to further marginalize trans women in sports. And I think about this all the time because trans people in the United States okay, doesn't even right. exist. Every time, every time I try to just explain something, 
it's mansplaining. Right? No matter what tone I use, no matter what. Why is there no cunt explaining? Ooh, I <laughs> where, where <laughs> you just they all do this fucking tone with their goddamn voice. You know what I mean? Do you hear it in her fucking voice? I do, and I, I might just take it to another level here because I was just thinking and you piqued this thought in my mind with the mansplaining. And I was thinking, you know, all the tranny stuff really hard to follow for most, you know, people who are outside of these circles, uh, it kind of seems to me like AOC is transplaining. Oh, I like it. Hey, you know, tran- you know, you don't need to transplain to me, AOC. Uh, a little con- it sounds a little condescending there. It's so condescending, just the whole tone and the way you're talking about it. Well, I, I, like- I, just, I don't know. No, no. I I picked this for a reason, <laughs> for you. This is my gift tonight, for you. <laughs> so this is AOC transplaning to all us white dudes. Need one percent of our population, and yet there is so many resources and energy and time dedicated to figuring out how we can more finely exclude them um, from our sports. And I thought, why, why? Why so much effort and dedication on such a tiny portion of the U.S. population when... I want to stress what AOC is stressing, which I have talked about so many times. I'm reiterating what she said there. We're talking about 1%, less than 1% of less our than population. That. Why? Why must this movement dominate everything in our culture so much? Yeah. Why? All right. That's you a just great, sa- great question. You said it yourself there, AOC. Talking about less than 1%. Why are we always celebrating this group? Why are we always talking about this group? Why is it always in our face? Why are they naked on the street for a full month in June dancing in front of the kids? Why? <laughs> Why do we have to hurt all of the women in our culture for this small percentage of people to feel included? Well, yes. You know? And again, wait, we're dedicating all this time and energy and resources and, you know, uh, and, and people and agendas and months and dates and everything to, for less than 1%? Yeah. A little perspective there, AOC. There virtually is no major issue that is, um, that is precipitating. And I started to realize that a lot of these proposals here um, involve invasion of privacy of all women. And so we're seeing here in this guise, under the guise of not only trying to further marginalize trans women and girls, we are talking about opening up all women and girls to... All right, so she's lost me, man. I, like, are we talking about yeah. dudes somewhere in here? Or have, didn't we start talking about lady fellas? Are we still, are we still talking about lady fellas? Well, that's what I don't get when you say all women. You're including the ones with penises? (laughs) Thank you. Are we including the big mics of the world in this conversation? (laughs) Because I'm really lost. She has completely lost me at this point because now we're including all women. But what? we don't even have a definition of woman. Hmm. I got about two more minutes of you talking before. I don't know if I'm a woman. 
This is crazy. I think I just officially became a turf if I know the meaning. Uh, <laughs> I, I still don't. Genital examinations when they are under age. That's right. Potentially just because someone can point to someone and say, I don't think you're a girl. That's correct. And we're saying this in an environment of a post-Dobbs America where states are criminalizing access to abortion and want nothing more. What does that have to do with trade? Whoa! What? What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stop. What does that have to do with trans? What do you mean? She was just about to say, and then Trump told all of them to storm the Capitol on Jan 6. That's how she was going to end it. (laughs) (laughs) And did I hear right? He said good people on both sides, right? (laughs) And then he drank bleach for all of America to see. What's the Dobbs decision? I don't know, dude. By definition, the Dobbs decision has no effect on trannies, right? <laughs> I don't know. I told you, she lost me one minute ago when we started incorporating all women, but I, what are we talking about? I have no idea. Was it dudes that are chicks, mm. right? Because that was their right, but now we need the rights of all women to... But now we're talking about abortion... I don't know, man. She's she's really worked up about everything. I think she's. Well, we're talking about trans in a post Dobbs world, Frank. <laughs> What's <laughs> so hard to follow here? Uh, I think it's time for Dark Brandon. Or no, what is it? Yeah. I always forget. It. Yeah, see, I can't follow the left, man. Their themes—they don't make sense to me. <laughs> I need some f-ing in a pink uh, Marine Corps sweatshirt <laughs> to come straighten me out here. What's going on? <laughs> Where's Carville? Yeah, can we get an 85-year-old uh, Southern hick to uh, help lead this progressive movement, please? This is hilarious. Okay, I did not see trans athlete going into Dobbs. This is fucking awesome. I told you this is one of the greatest AOC rants I've ever heard, man. She, I think she feels like it's December. They're about to go on break. She needed to go viral for a little bit, you know, get herself off on, you know, some popularity, right? You know, she's... I mean, doesn't this chick ever come up for re-election? What's going on here? I know. Can we not get rid of her? <laughs> I think she almost got redistricted out of existence. I mean, who's voting for the uh, New York, I guess? Yeah, look at New York now, man. It's It's going down the tubes. Did you see that thing I sent you about how uh, they're instituting this new tax for commuting throughout the city? Like, trucks are going to get charged a little bit more, I think, and it's going to be all based on... It's like a carbon tax for your car and your commute. Oh, great. That'll save the world. That stuff's going to bring people into New York, right? People are going to (laughs) say, A lot of businesses, yeah. I really want to go move to that place where they're uh, charging me for everything, just living and existing. (laughs) Man. Like, it's weird. These elites, they just don't want us to be alive. It's so obvious. No, Frank, they want you to be alive. Just not happy. They want you to stay in your home and uh, just, you know, take what they give you and be happy. (laughs) You're right. I'm starting to believe the Ready Player One was made just to uh, show the people in the world what the elites really want us doing, right? Living in those rink-a-dink stacks and, you know, hooked up to our, you know, 3D goggles and just living in that paradise and, you know, 
slaving away. with the trannies. I know you love it. Where states are criminalizing access to abortion and want nothing more than data on women to figure out when, who's getting a menstrual cycle, who doesn't have one. And we're <laughs> what? Still- are we still talking about the, the dudes? I'm so confused, man. Oh, I have a headache from... I keep... My brain is is twisted in a pretzel, man. What are you talking about? Who are we talking about? Are we talking about dudes dressing as chicks who have menstrual cycles and are getting abortions? What's going on here, man? Who's keeping track of menstrual cycles? I don't get it. I don't get it. This is complete insanity. I've listened to a lot of right-wing media. I've never heard one person talk about... uh, Keeping track of menstrual cycles of the population. That's... Can we, can we uh, bring in uh, John Fetterman to translate AOC, please? Because this is just uh... <laughs> oh my god. Oh, he's busy. I mean, just the computer will work. <laughs> yeah, just need just... Something to do. Or one of An the Fetter. Bring in one of those Fetterman actors. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> I can't follow Jesus. this lady. This is craziness. To figure out when, who's getting a menstrual cycle, who doesn't have one. And we're supposed to believe that this is going to make us better and safer? I think not. And per usual, I don't believe we're sitting here in a panel of men that has actually thought about the biology and privacy consequences of all women, trans or cisgender. Excuse me? Wow! (laughs) I... How did she wrap that in a... Yeah, what was... (laughs) Oh my god. Was that the conclusion? Well, this will go down as AOC's Gettysburg Address. I think everybody knows that. Oh, uh, man. Well, you got the yeah. chops to be vice president, I'll tell you that, Ooh. with that kind of fucking rubbish. Dude. <laughs> that, so, she started out, okay, we're talking about trans Dudes, yeah, lady fellas playing uh, so, lady sports. So, dudes not being allowed to play with chicks is extremely dangerous. For women, especially now, because of we're, we're in a post-Dobbs world. That's right. And men are trying to eliminate women and keep track of their menstrual cycles. Yes. And do gender checks on women. That's correct. And because of that, keeping men out of women's sports would not make women safer. Right. You're but, almost... But I thought, yes. it was the, I thought it was the men that are doing the... The evil, but you need them in your sports to keep you safe from men. Yeah, that's right. And predatory, wow. pred- uh, yeah, predators, right? Bad guys. I don't know. I uh, well, remember there was that Larry Nasser guy. He was the doctor who was checking out all the all the gymnasts over there on the U.S. team, right? They got yeah. Well, that, that's what I like. She, she talked about this gender check. 
as if you're going to be at a fucking high school basketball game in the crowd and be like, I think that chick's a dude. Somebody check her pussy. Check her pussy. You know, like that's yeah, do a balls no, you, check. What's up? You do a balls check. <laughs> or you tap it. I mean, I don't know. You could, you could figure or out pretty quickly. Checked. Yeah, you know, I think you could figure out pretty quickly. I don't know. When I'm not a, uh, I'm not really knowledgeable in the tuck game, so I don't know when you're tucking. Are you tucking everything, like in there? We're in, you know, is is it exposed? I don't, I don't on know, the other? This, yeah, I don't know. I, one of the things <laughs> that uh, she's talking about there, these gender checks. One of the things they're calling for is if you don't have a set. So some of the, some of these states are putting laws in that you have to compete with whoever, like whatever your sex is on your birth certificate, right? But now some places are allowing you to not put a sex. So they're saying, okay, well, then you have to have a gender check if you don't have a sex on your birth certificate. You know what I mean? And by gender check, it's like during the physical that everybody gets. When did, when did we stop doing genders at birth? Some states passed that law. You, don't, you can, you I can g- not put a sex. I guarantee I live in one of those states. There's no doubt oh, about it. There's yeah, no doubt about it. Check. Colorado has got to be one of those states. Uh, Guarantee. One of the first. That is a... That's a weird one. You know, for the party of science to be like, well, we're not going to use science at birth anymore. Well, the science was wrong. Science is wrong. Your sex, but not your gender. You're right. Our gender science is wrong, but please take these 72 vaccinations over the course of two years. (laughs) Science. And we definitely know how it's going to affect your body, even though we don't know what sex your body is. <laughs> That's right. The science will determine that over the course of, uh, you know, 10 years here. <laughs> over, you know. Throughout I can't the believe we got there from trannies, dude. That was so fucking funny. To go to Dobbs. Yeah. I, what is a post-Dobbs world? Okay, so you're going to tell me. Like, literally, post-Dobbs is like the past 18 months. You know what I mean? So you're telling me two years ago we could ban trannies from sports and it was okay because we were living in a Dobbs world? <laughs> right? I don't know. I still don't know what Dobbs is. It's really funny um, that people have been so bent out of shape over Dobbs. I don't you know even... what Dobbs is, dude. Literally, no. America is voting based on the Dobbs Act. Yeah, I don't even know what it is. That was just the fucking uh, the 16-week thing that was federal. Yeah, see, I... You know, again... I'll go back to AOC's argument, actually. I'll quote <laughs> AOC. Less than 1%. Are we really dedicating all these resources and all this energy and all this time and you know, towards less than 1%? Both sides, Republicans and Democrats, drop the shit with the less than 1% topics. Abortion, trannies, BLT sandwich community. I, what else uh, does the right hate nowadays? I can't remember. The trannies. <laughs> both sides yeah. both sides drop the blt sandwich community uh obsession and uh maybe then we can go back to focusing on uh real issues but no we gotta focus on the nonsense man because then we're relieved when we hear about person of the year being Ta- uh, taylor swift taylor swift <laughs> i saw an in-depth article on uh i didn't read it but i saw it it was about uh taylor swift and i think it was a snippet from the time magazine in-depth piece on her being person of the year and it was about how you know they played it real coy and a lot of people didn't know about the relationship with Travis Kelsey there for a long time they were very secretive so 
So everyone, mm, yeah, of course. fascinating. It's what make it's that kind of, uh, you know, secrecy that makes you person of the year. <laughs> Putting that kind of effort into I, I your mean, persona. Person of the year, what did she do to change the world? I know, dude. In fact, she probably ruined a lot of marriages and lives, right? Like, think of all the moms out there who spent, like, uh, you know, some poor guy's entire, like, life savings to go take the daughters and friends out to these shows. Yeah, though, there there are people who now will have to resort to, like, government housing during retirement because of the money they spent on the Eras tour. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Person of the year. Person of the year. Well, uh, someone, uh, dude, we never got to the last show. Do you want to hear my Hillary clip that I got on the climate? Oh, I love Hillary. Yeah, let's finish this off with a good old Hillary Clinton. We're we're bashing the ladies on the left uh, today. That's our uh, that's our theme. Yeah, yeah. Too, you know, I thought I'd bring the goods. All right, here we go, Hillary on uh, how <laughs> she's. Don't think about Hillary's body count. All right, think about the climate change body count that we're about to experience. And we're that's one seeing, girl when you talk uh, body count. You're not talking sex. Oh, no. We're, <laughs> we're, we're talking the kill count, baby. There's a kill count here. We're seeing uh, and beginning to pay attention and to count and record uh, the deaths that are related to climate. And by far the biggest killer is extreme heat. I mean, even in Europe last summer, which uh, has the ability to count and figure out what happened, they recorded 61,000 deaths because of the heat in Europe. We don't have that kind of number yet from Africa, Asia, Latin America, but we know and estimate that we probably uh, could uh, measure about 500,000 deaths. And the majority of those are women and girls, and particularly I, I love when people pull numbers out of their fucking asses and just proclaim them as like, ah, oh, wait. We don't know, but it could be. We think it is. 500,000 dead. Yeah, Like, man. what the fuck are you talking about? We got to get serious about this. We got to block the sun. Chemtrails, come on, spray away. 60,000 60, dead in Europe because of climate change? That is not a knowable number. <laughs> First, you have to prove climate change is real. And uh, I mean, man-made. Are we talking man-made climate change? The effects of man-made climate change, 60,000. You can never know that number. <laughs> it's an impossible number to calculate. And not only that, there is no number that will possibly match the death count from the COVID vaccines. I mean, oh, those, absolutely. You know, the climate change will never compare to how many people you're knocking out with these mRNA gene therapies. <laughs> Hillary Clinton caused more deaths in Benghazi than climate change. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yes! All right, we'll, tell, we'll end this uh, little Hillary here. Here we go. Thousand deaths. And the majority of those are women and girls, and particularly pregnant women. All right, yeah, that's it. Pregnant women. Of course. Yeah. I was waiting for people of color. I, uh, no, I'm I surprised the off. climate's not affecting I people may have, of color more. I may have gotten a shitty clip, and it probably cut off it. Well, she was talking about Africa and the black. I, you know, we're talking Africa. Mm. Oh, did you see the controversy out of Africa? I have not. I, I want to hear this. I am very excited for the African controversy. So fucking funny. Miss Zimbabwe. Oh, no. Is a white, a white woman. 
Wow. I didn't so see that the, one coming, man. She is a native Zimbabwean. You know, they do have white people in Zimbabwe, though they're the minority. And, like, the headline, like, the people in Zimbabwe were talking about, hey, you know, a minority one. That's actually pretty crazy. You know? Wow. In the U.S., the people, the Western world is going nuts. Of course, even in Africa, a white woman wins. A white woman won in Zimbabwe. Of course, of course, the millions of black African women are not beautiful enough. Wow. Like, come on, man. It's amazing to not be able to understand that there are different minorities in different countries. And that they look at black and white totally different than us. Oh, great call, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, even in places in Europe, like, bl- black and white does not matter as much as, like, religion. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. In European countries, the black and white Christians and Jews are totally cool. They just don't like the Muslims. <laughs> black <laughs> no, or white. You're you know actually, I mean? you're not far off at all. The I think in Europe right now, the Muslim intrusion or, you know... I think that's the biggest issue in places like France and you in the UK. Yeah, they, they, you know, it's really funny though. This one black guy went off, and he was uh, because the people that were talking about this lady winning, like the shit they were saying was like, how could Africa give it to a woman, a, a woman that's not even African? <laughs> and, and this black guy was like, first of all, she's more African than any quote-unquote african-american <laughs> born and raised in zimbabwe by two parents that were born and raised in zimbabwe that's pretty african you know <laughs> wait till uh people find out that elon musk is african they're gonna lose their minds man <laughs> it's, gonna be the, it's gonna be the apocalypse he's a white african who's saving the world with electric cars <laughs> they can't handle elon musk sounds and it's like fun- hitler it's funny that it doesn't come up that he's African, South African, right? Isn't that where he's yeah, South African from? Yeah. And it's amazing that people are just so quick to like call him, you know, an anti-Semite or a racist and all this stuff. Like they, they really, you know, the media does a number on this dude in such a funny way when he's not even like um he's not an American white dude. Yeah. You know, you know who I'm really disappointed in is Trevor Noah. Do you remember when he first came to America? He was supposed to be a huge deal because he was from South Africa. And one of the th- like he at, when he first got here, he was kind of like trying to curb. He was kind he was kind of trying to point out the absurdity of black and white and how he's coming from a country where it's like the opposite. I do the, remember the bla- that the black yeah. people have the power and they're oppressing the whites. And his and his whole thing was he was half and half. And it was like, you know, in Africa, it was the black people mostly picking on him for being white. You wow. Know? Yeah. And it was like, dude, now he just fell full hard into the left. And now he's all about this, you know, blacks are oppressed and everything. It's like, dude, no, you're supposed to have that, that different view of it. You know what I mean? That outsider perspective coming in. Dude, he, he bit into that woke cookie and he washed it down with a cool cup of morning Kool-Aid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, call back. Yeah. Uh, how, how else do these guys get their nephews into the biz? <laughs> See that fucking Jimmy Kimmel, dude? 
<laughs> no, I, what's going on with Jimmy Kimmel? Uh, oh yeah, wait, his uh, oh, you I sent, sent it to me. That article. That's right. No, his it's... nephew had just like landed this like huge role. Acting was it acting or uh, hip hop? Yeah, yeah okay. I, that's in a right. movie, yeah. Of course. Well, Jimmy Kimmel's known to bring his family into everything. Like he he he's all about the family, allegedly. I've I've heard this from the uh, Adam Carolla. So you know, I, it's not not unusual yeah, I heard, for the I heard Jimmy he Kimmel. likes kids from any family. Oh, <laughs> from oh my god! Yeah, he likes to go to that island, and that's why he's fucking hosting the Grammys. And yeah, his nephew's coming on in, and then uh, where's Adam Carolla? Is he, is he still alive? He's uh, doing his podcast, and then he's coming to Colorado in January over at Estes Park. I think I might go check that out. It could be a good time. Uh, pretty excited for oh, that. Nice. But, yeah, you're right, dude. No, he's off on the side, and Jimmy Kimmel hosting, I believe, the Oscars in February. Yeah, right? It's like his fourth or fifth time. We'll probably get some excellent Will Smith slap jokes, maybe even a gag. He might do some sort of slap gag. Kimmel sli- you know, strikes me as a... A dude who would uh, do a slap gag. Eh. They should have done Ricky Gervais again. <laughs> he should have. I think he's done, man. There's no way they're going to bring him back. The le- Have you watched oh, the video? Will Smith of- got 10 years. He got 20. I, have you seen the video <laughs> of his last time? I don't know if it was there. Or- it was one of those shows, dude. He he basically like almost called out the Jeffrey Epstein people at one point. I mean, he, he called out everybody for everything. That was the one where he came out with the beer. Yes, he just kept saying, yes. you guys asked me to do this. You asked me to be here. <laughs> oh, man. We, we need more of that. We got to get people out uh, in front of the cameras calling it out the way it is so that the, you know, the, the slugs are watching these shows, right? These are the ones that we need to hear the truth. You know what I mean? You and I, we're, we're in the tinfoil hat world, me more than you, and, you know, we're exposed to the, the most truths, not all of them, but you know what I'm saying? Like, the the people who like are into the Oscars and all that they need a Ricky Gervais to show up there and like spill a little truth on them. Yeah, pop that bubble a little bit, you know. Yeah, and like, dude, I'm telling you, I would love to see somebody uh, go up there this time around and like be like, "Hey, how come no one's been busted for the Jeffrey Epstein stuff?" You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> a lot of people have been saying it; they just get shut out. It's just wild that the only one who goes to jail is Ghislaine Maxwell. Like, nobody else, none of the people who are on these flight logs, nobody who stayed at this island is going to jail. It was the largest child sex slave trafficking ring that trafficked these kids to nobody. (laughs) (laughs) 